0: There are not many religions that offer grace upon a sinner without some form of works. Grace is a means by which God wipes out the sin in His eyes. I mean, He legitimately washes the slate clean by His power, not by your petitions or works. And it says this in Ephesians 2, 8-9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And also Romans 11.6. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to The Whitaker Show, a conservative show geared towards religion and politics. Thank you for tuning in. Hi and welcome to today's episode Why Grace is Our Cornerstone Today I just want you to understand Why Grace Is the most important part Or one of the most important parts I should say Of Christianity And our belief in God See Christianity provides the world's most unique view Among religions Firstly Many religions share incarnations of their God or Gods Right There are religions that have resurrections and that offer prophets however only christianity offers a god who loves you unconditionally in fact the jewish covenant the muslim code of law the buddhist eightfold path and even the hindu doctrine of karma require something from you in order to gain approval whereas christianity uniquely says no god loves you unconditionally this is because it's all about him and not about you What's so important about Christianity is that the whole goal is to worship God. And it's not to see what you can do. It's not to empower you. It's not to give you everything that you ever wanted. It's about Him dying on a cross for your sins. Him giving you the Holy Spirit to guide your life and the belief in the Father. Let me phrase this accordingly. The reason it's about Him... And not you is not just that he's God because of course he's God and he's the creator and he deserves it all though that stuff is eminently true but it's because he is the origin of all good when you frame your life in the lens of serving that which is good how could it ever be about you the only time it's about you is when you choose you over him the only time that it's about you is when you let your concerns and your goals in life overshadow what he has in store for you romans 5 8 demonstrates this by saying but god shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners christ died for us which means even before you chose him he was considering you he died for you preemptively and that shows us that not only is god's love far greater than what we could ever achieve on our own right but that shows us that God is wanting us to come to Him, that He has already cleared a way for us. He's already cleared a path. You don't have to clear it. There's nothing you have to do except for just follow Him. It's not enough to just know that the God of the universe provides grace to you. Other religions can claim graciousness as well. Our God came down as a man, fully God, yet fully man, which is the hypothetic union, to show us the level of sacrifice he was willing to partake of in order to wash us clean enough to sit by his side he died conquering death hell and the grave in order to show us that it's not enough to say it he exemplified it and he calls us to do the same thing to every day seek to walk our walk in christ not just talk about it every temptation of humanity was thrown at god but he withstood it all therefore showing us that he understood us now grace is so amazing because instead of it being like karma which states what you deserve grace is about getting what you don't deserve and it doesn't cost anyone anything therefore it truly is free right god is giving you this for free just for choosing him you exercise your free will that's it we are all broken beings we sin constantly and not even all sin is done on purpose right a lie there a little something here if we got what we deserve it would be death surely scripture confirms this in jeremiah 15 1-2 then the lord said to me even if moses and samuel were to stand before me my heart would not go out to this people send them away from my presence and let them go and if they ask you where shall we go tell them this is what the lord says those destined for death to death those for the sword to the sword those for starvation to starvation those for captivity to captivity now it sounds pretty bad and it was because god was tired of his people rebelling against them constantly and constantly and constantly but even in that story in that old testament story god still made a way for them to get out and let's go a little bit further god allows grace to save the day by saying in romans 3 24 through 26 But God treats us much better than we deserve. Amen. And because of Christ Jesus, He freely accepts us and sets us free from our sins. God sent Christ to be our sacrifice, the Bible says. Christ offered His life's blood so that by faith in Him, we could come to God. And God did this to show that in the past, He was right to be patient and forgive sinners. This also shows that God is right when He accepts people who have faith in Jesus. Now, those weren't my words. Those are the words of God showing you how important grace is and how important worshiping God is and choosing and just how easy it is. It is going to be the easiest and most difficult decision of your entire life when you choose Jesus. Now, what's even cooler is knowing that God is working in you to bring about the goodness he has for you. God details this in Philippians 2.13 where he says, For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him since he is all that is good right and bringing you closer to him would be the best of things how cool is it that he inspires you no matter how broken no matter how lost and how disenfranchised you are he inspires you to love him so not only do you have to worry about being naturally inspired by your own abilities that he'll inspire that inside of you not taking away your free will but enabling it right again not to beat the same drum here but loving him is loving all that is good in creation so it's not just that he's inspiring you to love him he's inspiring you to love goodness therefore creating that change within you to again love what is good god is everything that is good guys Now Christianity's grace is unique as Ephesians 2, 8-9 tells us that we can't earn it, it is given, therefore it cannot be lost, or else we would need to renew our membership ourselves. And God doesn't believe in memberships. John 1, 17 states, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. God's grace is entirely wrapped up in a person, Jesus. You can't get through religion or ritual. You can't get it by following the rules. You can only get it through Jesus Christ. And by it, I mean grace. It's, it is the epitome of what it means to have a sacrifice upon which you owe nothing, but all is given to you, right? Christians are so hyped about the cross as that is a personage of grace. When we see the cross, we see Jesus' sacrifice, God's sacrifice for us to make us clean to him. reconcile us to him so no it's not just a cross and no grace is not just grace this is the cornerstone of our faith if you can not only believe that Jesus died for you but believe in God's redeeming grace towards you not only will it free you from the shackles of this life but it's gonna make every day a little bit easier knowing that the God of the universe personally chooses you every day as well God is grace, therefore receiving that means receiving God. What better outcome could you ask for than having a free gift of such worth? I can't imagine one. Not a $600 check, not a $1,200 check, not $2 million. That doesn't free you. That's just one more thing added to your human account that you have to account for. You don't have to account for grace. It's provided to you upon nothing of your own. It doesn't go into your account. Nothing. It's just a provision over your life. That's like when a parent puts a blanket over their baby while they're sleeping. The baby has no idea. It's just laying there. But the parent comes up, puts the blanket on the baby, and it tucks in the corners, thus providing warmth to the baby, upon no merit to the baby own. It's just laying there that's god's grace toward us now i've mentioned that there are no costs right that it's nothing to you that's all on god but there is an inherent cost and we're going to add an addendum to this just because grace isn't a doctrine doesn't make it easy right any life-altering decision like choosing christ especially choosing to live for jesus christ requires something of you you're going to see the world differently You'll rethink who you want to hang around, what you listen to and watch, where you work, and how you say things. Now these aren't costs that you necessarily have to follow, but something that's going to naturally happen. Romans 12, 2 details how our minds will be renewed. Of course they need to be renewed. The world has poured in its full measure. Therefore we need God's full measure to correct that pH balance. Even more aptly put, there honestly is no balance. We just need full God. We don't need the world at all. Accepting Jesus Christ is accepting the grace to be humble, to admit you need help, and to accept the curveballs that life throws at you. No one's saying that your life's going to be easier after you choose Jesus Christ. It's not like that blanket gets put down on the kid, right? And then the kid's face isn't isn't warm. You know, like the kid's face can still get cold. Yeah, you can always... You can always choose to not live the way that God has prescribed for you, to not follow follow God, to not consult the Holy Spirit before you do things. You can choose those things, and that's just going to make it more difficult for you. Choosing God means reading the Word and following what it says, and things aren't going to be easy or clear-cut. Each time I look at a new verse in the Bible, it speaks something to me differently. I can go back and slog through the Old Testament. Or I can go back like right now, and I'm just on fire for it. God inspires that in us, and it's you choosing Him and choosing to want to listen to Him that makes all the difference. Our free will is a gift. Grace is a gift, right? We can't just sit here and assume that things are, are just going to magically happen just because we believe in Jesus Christ now. A lot of stuff will happen. And it'll all be good. Even the stuff that you don't think is good. Even if a loved one dies. Right? As long as they knew Christ, they're going to heaven. But not only that, that, that should inspire a change in you. Right? If someone you love dies, that is an example of of the impermanence of life here on earth that's an example of you hopefully realizing that life is too precious just to squander with petty petty squabbles during the day or to not choose jesus christ every day god's calling you to come towards him because a he can comfort you in your hurt and b he can show you a better framework of mind to live in I mean, heck, I got turned down for a job I was hoping on more than a six-year-old hopes for the next coolest toy for Christmas. However, I accept grace and realize that I need to have faith that the, that the God I choose has my back and is looking out for my interests. I serve the very aspect of goodness. Goodness is actually the aspect of my God, right? It's, it's not just God has this one aspect of good, it's that he is the aspect of good. So yeah, I didn't get the job. I really wanted it it would have been a great opportunity. But how much greater would it be for me if I realized that I didn't get that job because God has something better for me? And and then I may not experience that within a week or a month or a year. And that better thing might not even not be a job. It might be something totally different. It might be having a kid. It might be a renewing of my marriage. It might be a breaking of a habit, of like a negative habit. It doesn't matter. All that matters is I'm going to keep serving the God of goodness. And it doesn't matter what I don't get. It matters what I already have, which is Jesus Christ and his grace. So I'll just keep doing the best I can. And then we'll see what happens from there. But I can already tell you, it's going to be something great. God has shown his grace on me by giving me eternal life and saying that he framed me before I even was. That he knew me in the womb. That's in the word. He knew every single thing I would go through. How can I possibly see this decision by that employer as detrimental to me? It probably blessed somebody else, to be honest. Why should I mourn over that, whereas someone else got an opportunity that is an excellent opportunity? I should be rejoicing for them. Believing in God doesn't guarantee things will be better for you. What's better for you is being with God. Now, let me say that again. What's better for you is being with God. Therefore, I may not get the job I wanted, but I have eternal life. I'll say it again. I have a loving and gorgeous wife. I have an excellent family, wonderful parents, in-laws and otherwise. I am moved every day by the Holy Spirit to be a better man, and that is far more important than getting what I want in my flesh right in its- right this moment. If I got what I wanted, I'd be unhappy in a minute. And you know you would too. It would wear off. I see it all the time. I love video games. But I leave them less fulfilled every time that I play them. It doesn't matter if it's a 12-hour session of straight gaming of my favorite game, which is flying spaceships. I can fly spaceships all day long with all the coolest gadgets. However, talking about Jesus, small things like treating my wife like the angel she is, loving my family, spending time with God and his word, most importantly, and trying to figure out how best to get closest to God makes me a sort of content I cannot reach any other way. I could spend 13 hours flying a spaceship. But when I close that game out, it's like that 12 hours never happened. The fun instantly stopped. None of God's lessons work that way. They're all permanent. I'm gonna talk about this and this is gonna be in my mind all for for the rest of my life. And that's not because of me, It's because of the Holy Spirit. That's because of God. His lessons are eternal. Every time that we choose a let me give you a prime example. My wife and I had a deep discussion before we were married or before we were even really engaged about spending alone time with one another. And this is the honest moment in my life when I wanted to become a better man. And it wasn't just because of the situation. See, she said we should spend a long time together. And she was exactly correct. And I was saying we should, because how else can we know anything about each other? And it's about broke a relationship. But I said, no, let's do it your way, and then we'll give it a try. What she could have said was, well, it's not my way, it's God's way. And I would have should have been completely correct but what happened was is that she was telling me that there is a better way to do this and it's a way that honors God and a way that encourages us to seek him more than seek what we wanted which is very subjective in the case of young couples in love those small choices every time ring true with us developing as human beings due to God's grace and love Right, upon me choosing to spend time not alone with her, but with others. I'm getting family time. I'm honoring God by keeping myself from being carried away by the lust of the flesh. There are tons of lessons there. And it's a permanent lesson. And it builds and it builds and it builds until you'll never recognize the person that you were before. I can't imagine a twenty-two-year-old will. I wouldn't want to. my wife loves this person that I am not the guy before but, but that's okay it's not that that guy was, was terrible it's just I'd rather have this guy because it's a guy who doesn't fly a spaceship for 12 hours but spends his time developing his family being in the word being appreciative and humble I'm not perfect and I'm never going to be And I will maybe spend five, six, seven hours flying a spaceship sometimes. But what's so great is that that spaceship time gets less and less and less. And time with God and my family gets more and more and more. And and people see the change. They see the growing of maturity. And that's what God does. He grows us. Makes us more mature every single day. It's a wonderful process. I don't know why more people wouldn't subscribe to it. They're going to sit here and they'll read self-help books all day long. But we have this one book here, you know, the Holy Bible, that is a complete self-help book. And you have churches where you can get plugged in and hear other people's opinions on the word, and how you can pray together, and how it can impact your life immeasurably. Not even going to church, you can have just like a fellowship group. But making it all about God is the fastest way make things better for you and by fastest i mean this might take 10 years but getting what he gives you is worth that whole 10 years of work far greater than a couple's retreat for a week will ever do for you because as soon as you leave it's over you've lost that resource whereas every time that you read a verse in the bible you're adding on to the tapestry of your soul you're adding on to who you are Right? So, no amount of college or self-help can make you a better man or woman. Only grace can through Christ Jesus. Only by accepting that you are not in control and that he who created it all is, can you ever feel content like when you sleep at night? You are covered by grace, and that means that God has goodwill towards you. However, that goodwill came at the cost of his only son. Therefore, While grace is something to celebrate, it is something to honor and respect as well. This isn't a get out of jail free card, but a realize that you're not in jail card. The only jail is yourself, therefore look outside of yourself and let the God of the universe free you from that. Your body is a temple for for God. And when you choose him, you choose freedom this is a verse that really sticks with me Luke four eighteen says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed God provides liberty God provides sight God provides healing to your broken heart all these things under grace and not because you deserve them but because he loves you it's because you don't deserve it so just think on that today as you're going through your day just think about how how blessed you are don't think about the negatives don't think about how much your job annoys you don't think about how long the day is going to be the fact that you have the job and the fact that you have hope and that good things will come to you that's what you should think about those good things may not be gotten easily right but the God of the universe allows you to breathe every second of your day why not celebrate why not spend this time celebrating instead of being jaded why not spend this time rejoicing instead of being sad just make a choice a conscious choice to choose him you can even be sad and still worship God because he loves you even then so go throughout your day wear a smile, rejoice, and thanks for listening. Y'all have a blessed day.